Good morning, everyone. Happy Tuesday, January 10th, and welcome to episode number 52 of the Still City Insider Podcast. Hey, Jim, I don't know if you, you knew, but Mike Tomlin didn't just say that the Steelers were a team on the rise. I, I also think he said that the Still City Insider Podcast was a podcast on the rise. I don't know if you caught that or not. He loves this podcast. He's been waiting. In fact, I got a text from him. said, when are you guys airing today? I said, we're sleeping in a little bit today. Plus, I had, I've been working on his column, and for the readers at Steel City Insider, that column, my morning column is coming. I just, I was just buffing it up a little bit. I put a little extra love into this one today. Awesome. Well, we got a lot of extra love for all of you out there uh, in YouTube land who are watching today's video. We are going to get into the Steelers' victory over the Cleveland Browns to end the season. On a positive note, the team finishes with a 9-8 and eight record. They extend Tomlin's winning streak. And we're also going to talk about the narrow miss of the postseason and get into a little bit of this offseason, what to expect. Uh, and Jim, what better way? Let's just jump right in and get after it here today. Where do you want to start? In what way? You, hey, you tell me, man. Where are we going? Uh, I mean, I think let's just let's start with the game really quickly. I don't think we need to spend a ton of time uh, analyzing it, but. I would say that that was one of the most complete games that they put together. It was nice to see it at the end of the year. Uh, I think that they are a team on the rise, joking there at the beginning. Um, but you saw Kenny Pickett throw uh, down the middle of the field. That pass to George Pickens was beautiful. Saw N Najee Harris continue with his powerful running. I think he's primed for breakout season next year. The defense was getting pressure. Um just an overall good performance. It was there were still kinks. There there was some sloppiness, but a lot to be encouraged about heading into the offseason. And really, if you look at it, Cleveland or Chicago finished with the worst record in the NFL. The Steelers essentially have two first round picks. Life is good today. Yeah, pretty good. Uh 17th <laughs> pick, 32nd pick, and then another second round pick. Um, you know, I didn't think Pickett played particularly well. Um, but he hit, hit some big passes and, uh, yeah, everything looks good. You know, I wrote last week about all the rookies, the rookies look great. The young offensive line has come along. I don't know that you need to draft an offensive lineman in the first round. Like everybody had just assumed all season. Uh, Cam Hayward was incredible. Um, I, I, you know, I, I think we all get the beat, you know, where do they go from here? That's for you to ask me. Where, well, where do they go from here? Okay, well, a free agency, you know, I think the number one priority is Cam Sutton. I, okay. I, you know, it's funny. They led the NFL in interceptions, right? They had two against the Browns. But I think cornerback is their priority number one. Mm -hmm. I think they need an elite shutdown corner. They can do more of what they want to do. You know, I don't know that they're going to be able to keep Brian Flores, but – I really liked some of the things they were doing on defense. And he apparently was a big part as, you know, we, we hear stuff and we assume that he was behind a lot of the new schemes they were running by the end of the year. And uh, I think Cleveland, the one team that studied the Steelers probably with more fervency, is that a word? Than uh, anyone else. They, they put in a bid to hire that guy the day after the season ended, after studying the Steelers all week. Yeah. So um, that tells you about Brian Flores. But I still think even, you know, Terrell Austin, 
would like a corner and uh you're probably going to say they don't they can't draft corners right they can't i mean if you look factually at the the evidence uh they, they can't but there's always 2016 they missed on Artie burns who still played he still started yeah they had william jackson plucked right from under their nose a pick before it was a guy and it was a it was a a, a definite reach and um because the next guy had some issues even though he's turned out to be a terrific corner mm-hmm. but he had some issues and he went late second so that was the precipice they were falling off between corners they had to reach there St. Quiz Golson was the second round pick. He got hurt first day of camp uh, and never recovered. And their last third round pick is their best corner right now. So I'm not sure that I buy all of that, um, all that perception. Because, you know, for a team that allegedly drafts wide receivers with ease, the James Washington was just cut. Lima Swede didn't make it. I mean, go on down the line about all those busts. Jimmy Coates. Sammy Coates, on and on and on. So, you know, it's all a bunch of nonsense. Yeah. Well, all it takes is one pick to to change that narrative. And potentially this could be a year. And one name, I know it's very early, but one name that's been rumored to the team uh, because of the the connection, um, Joey, Joey Porter Jr., right? Joey Porter right. Jr. Yeah. Why not? I mean, he's a he's a – He's what they're looking for. He's a man coverage. They they want to shut down man, physical man coverage guy. Is he too handsy? Probably. Will he need work? Yeah. They love bloodlines. Uh, little little Joey uh, worked out with the Steelers when Joe when Joey Senior was an assistant coach. Little Joey was always there, uh-huh. and uh, and Joey pushed him hard. Man, there's there's some good stories I've heard about how hard Joey pushed his son, and the kid reacted. The kid's very coachable. And, you know, I've seen him play this year a little bit. I haven't watched too closely, but – and I do know Tomlin loved him at the beginning of the year, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. before the season started. Compared him to Sauce a little bit. And wasn't Sauce Gardner the number one corner in the NFL this year? Yeah. yeah. Man, I don't – you know, I, I predicted before the first game that he would be their first pick, and I don't know – I don't see any reason why he should come off it. Mm-hmm. But uh, the analysts out there will will argue because he he apparently didn't have a great season, but seventeenth pick, I don't know, maybe thirty second pick, you know. But that's what they need. They need that, and they need to re-sign Cam Sutton. Yeah. And so we're talking about the team that led the NFL in interceptions, needing corners. So that's a little weird. Well, and, and I, yeah, I, I think a few episodes ago too, I talked about the the secondary. You know, they, they obviously have to resign Terrell Edmonds, I, at least in my opinion. I feel like he had that one-year prove-it deal. They got him on a significant discount. I, I think he fits. And that that continuity there with Fitzpatrick, I, I think that makes sense. But the corners seem to me, outside of Cam Sutton, they're good depth corners. They're good um, in sub-package football, but they're not dominant players who can be out there all the time. I'll take Levi Wallace on my team all day long. And he, would start, he would be he would be the starter while young Porter or the young corner learns his skills. Yeah. Um and you know, but I, I just with Minka free safety, I just would like to really see them uh get a really tight secondary back there for the first time in a long time, you know, since the Polamalu days. Uh, I, I, I really would like to see them take advantage of that. And what they're rushing up front, I know they need middle linebacker too, but 
I stopped drafting that so high. You know, yeah. that's that's if you want to criticize their philosophy, uh, uh, you know, a lot of teams will not draft an inside linebacker high. It's like running back. Those two positions are what's the word? Fungible, fungible, fungible. Am I using that in a proper context? That, that's correct. I, I just read too much draft analysis, I guess. But some of the words I just use and don't even know what they mean. But um, I'd like to see a corner. And um, uh, oh, I, I, I prefer Casey myself. Terrell Edmonds doesn't make enough plays, but I do like Terrell. If they can get him back, great. You know, that three safety look, those three safeties I really like. You had an elite young corner. Now you're look, talking about a really good secondary, and they haven't had that in a long time. And really, Back in the LeBeau days, the secondary was more uh, cover three. So they were more, I don't want to say linebacker, but linebacker-ish. They were zone corners. Yeah. They want to they want a man cover guy. They, they want a guy to travel with the top receiver on the other team. Really, you know, uh, I mean, you're not going to get Rod Woodson, but that's what I'm talking about. That kind of corner to go with that kind of safety and a, a good number two like Cam. They're talking about a really good good shutdown secondary to face all these passing teams. And then you can be a running team. You don't have to, you don't have to keep up so much on the scoreboard. Yeah. And to your point about inside linebacker, if you look over these last two weeks where their rushing defense has really probably been the best it's been all season, you know, the guys taking the majority of the snaps were rookie Mark Robinson and Robert Spillane, who, you know, his athleticism is pretty limited. The game got a little hot, and Miles Jack replaced Robinson. Yeah, I mean, Robinson didn't play as well this time. But Devin Bush, who – First know, player of the game. Yeah. Kind of yeah. Robinson goes like two feet short of the tackle. Yeah. But – and I think um, – I forget where I was reading it too, but I think the reason why it took so long for him to get on the field showed it doesn't look like he has a full grasp of what's expected of him, his assignments, and that's probably going to well, take – yeah, I mean, he played against the Ravens. That yeah. team has no quarterback. They played a four-four-three against the Ravens. Yeah. And then, uh, did you see uh, Hayward's comments after the game? That were did they stand out as? Uh, I, was I was there. I talked oh. to. Him. Oh, that's and right. I, I, wrote, insider. I wrote twice. I, I didn't get that comment, but yeah. I heard everybody buzzing about it. And I thought, oh God, here we go. This is going to go on till August. This. Cam is Cam going to get cut because of salary cap? And as I wrote, and this is where Tomlin read, I used the word humble because he got it from me. <laughs> Cam was just being humble. And that's what Tomlin said yesterday at his press conference. He's just being humble. His yeah. salary cap is going to be $22 million. Mm-hmm. And, and so he's just saying, I might not be here in case they think I make too much money. Yeah. He's, he's yeah. just been around the game too much. He knows how it works. So he was just being humble. He's going to be here. Yeah. yeah, it better be here. I, I might leave too. <laughs> Don't leave. He goes, man. He's the best after the game. You know, I I, I heard great things about Joe Green back in the day, and I, I got to assume can't. You know, you're getting an interior defensive lineman, interior offensive lineman. Offensive linemen are always smart, and they give you great insight after a game, and they're great to talk to. But when you got a defensive lineman who's like that with great insight, but also has that edge about him the defensive players need and you're, you're getting a great guy to talk to and cam cam's just the best yeah. and uh, i did a story on he he and uh his brother connor and the, I, I interplayed it i i i liked it. it was one of the best things i wrote all year of course it got no hits <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but it was something that really made me happy and I liked it. And uh, I'm glad uh, I'm glad I had a real go-to guy in that locker room. I mean, he Cam Cam has to be back next year. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it seems like his play gets better every year that he gets older. Every game he gets better. Yeah. I mean, he's I mean, we we're talking about him being better out at the Rave, the Raiders game. Remember? Yeah. And he just, you know, the la- he got the last sack of the year. Yeah. I don't know yeah. if he knew he needed that for his double digits. He thought he already had it. Yeah. But he had nine and a half. And it's like you think of these guys that you that you'd like to see you know, go out on top. I mean, he's he's one of them that I would love to see him hoist that trophy. And then, you know, then he could call it quits. <laughs> yeah. Kind of like yeah. the bus did, you know. Um, one, of, one of Joe Green's most memorable quotes when I was a kid, I remember him saying, and I've heard this from other people, maybe he got it from someone else, but Joe Green said, losing hurts a lot worse than winning feels good. You know, it's an awkward comment, but I get what he's talking about. You have more emotional suffering from losing than you do emotional joy from winning. Right. And uh, I, I, that never left me. And it, it, it's so true. You really suffer losses. And so anyway, that kind of motivated him to not have that kind of pain. Yeah. But that was the first guy I ever heard say that. Yeah. I mean, if you look at this team. And all the pieces that they have, and and it's funny. Um, I'm I'm working on an article for my site right now, but just starting the year two and six, just and people were talking about tanking for the first round pick, how awful awful they were. Fire everybody. I was in the fire Matt Canada camp. Yes, I I will own uh, my evaluation. Well, you might be right. You might be right. Yeah, I mean he could go. Um, I but, mean, look at that debacle at the goal line. Yeah. Yeah, he I'm had just, a rushed quarterback sneak in his arsenal, and he was he was going to use it come hell or high water. He had to think on his feet. Yeah, yeah, he that, did. That kind of really perturbed me. They blew a touchdown because he wanted to get his play in, and I love rushed quarterback sneaks. Brady used to kill the Steelers with that. Yeah, but not not then and there. No. Anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Hey, yeah. I mean, Tomlin always talks about it. he doesn't want to paint with a broad brush. And there are a lot of Tomlin references he wants here today. To paint with the barn red. When, when he has red paint, he wants to paint with any brush, apparently. Well, but just looking at the big picture, I said all along the season after the first couple weeks and just seeing how young this team was, but that we wanted to see growth and development. We saw that and more. You look at guys like Pickett, the, the growth that he's shown. George Pickens. When when Kenny finally settles in, um, I mean that guy just wow. I know there were comparisons this offseason during training camp where they're saying, Oh, he's like Randy Moss. Now, is he Randy Moss? No, but he's good. Um, you know, Pat Frayer <laughs> you look at that backfield. Uh, TJ, Alex Highsmith came on this year. Ogan Joby, I would look at re-signing him. There are so many pieces here that how can you not be excited? about next year's team i am excited are you accusing me of not being excited no i'm just i'm just saying like i'm i'm, I'm fine i can't wait till training camp i know I'm, I'm kind of excited myself you know it was a whole year of i remember contemplating going to watch my daughter play it was you know it's her fifth season it, it's at ohio u and i thought maybe i shouldn't go because if this team goes one in 16 that might be a good book mm-hmm. 
And Mike pursued and said, go, get out of here. It might be one in 16, but go watch your daughter. Yeah. And I did, and they won. That was the Tampa Bay game. Yeah. And yeah. so, yeah. Uh, but as far as my coverage, and I just didn't have a good feel for that locker room. There's Cam. Uh, TJ's on edge, and he doesn't talk till Friday. All these guys that don't talk till Friday are of no use to us in the writing business. It's just too late in the week. And it just, the locker room just seemed like a foreign place. And after two years, after, after two years of COVID, that's part of the reason. But I really started getting warmed up down the stretch and the winning happened. And I was finding my insightful guys to talk to. And so, yeah, I'm ready now. Finally, some games mattered. And you could see that it wasn't a bunch of Richard Huntley's. And, you know, just, I, I just, this, this team struck me as so 2000. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny. I used 2000 in my column that isn't out yet. It'll be out in five minutes after we hang up here. But I used that 2000 season. You know, they finished strong to finish nine and seven. For that year. And Kevin Gilbride was in his second year as the offensive coordinator. And they finished strong and they got their quarterback situation straight. And everyone's like, like you. Hey, I took, I wanted him fired in the middle of the year, but maybe not now. Maybe I, I'll own that. And all of a sudden, boom, he was fired. Yeah. Mike Malarkey was promoted. Ken Wisenhunt was brought in. Uh, Russ Grimm was brought in. They brought in the coaching staff of the next Super Bowl championship team. And they went, After a 9-7 season, they cleaned offensive house. And, you know. 13-3, and three, right? That next year, 2001. 2001 was the next season. They're 13-3. and three. Exactly. Exactly. And, um, you know, uh, someone was giving me that analogy as I was leaving the game and I liked that I said yeah I'm surprised Cowher sacked up like that I don't know if if Tomlin will sack up <laughs> he said well it's not so much sacking up as having a Rooney with his foot up your rear end <laughs> so yeah okay maybe it's time for the next Rooney yeah I, hey maybe not maybe not you know they could talk Tomlin could talk and say you know these are things I liked about Canada, but it wasn't a ringing endorsement yesterday. Yeah. I remember Bruce Arians got a bit of a more ringing endorsement than that mm. a couple of days before he got fired. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I would not be surprised here. Um, it just, there's a lot of 2000 <laughs> to it. And the same as what I'm talking about as the faces in the locker room. 2000 spring, I was in the middle of that brawl in the locker room. I mean, I wasn't brawling, but the that fight was- just happened. The fist came over my shoulder at Richard Huntley from Earl Holmes while I was interviewing Huntley. And then all hell broke loose. But that's the kind of locker room that was. Sharp or Danish, a bunch of guys that you you just didn't know and you knew were going to be gone. And that's how I was feeling about this locker room for so long. But there's some character in there. I just wish they'd talk earlier in the week. Yeah. (laughs) Well, maybe we can... Maybe whenever we meet with Tomlin and get him on the show here, we can ask him to help with that. So, okay. well, you know, first we got to get Marcus Allen's music out of there, and sure. he may have a problem with that. You know, he likes. It. Yeah. All right, Jim. Well, I think we, uh, I think we covered. I think we pr- painted with a pretty broad bu- brush today. I can't even say it. For well, I, I need some red paint because you can see how drab my room is here. It needs some red paint. And I need a broad brush to paint with the red paint that uh, my barn needs. There we go. Tom would use that again. Tom would use that red paint thing again yesterday. That's why. 
There we go. Well, hey, okay. we, I think that covers it. We appreciate everybody for watching today. Our subscribers numbers are jumping. So thank you uh, out there for, for promoting us and for liking, for subscribing, sharing with your family and friends. We do appreciate it. Um, we'll have an off-season schedule that we follow probably every other week. You think, Jim, this off-season? For the as cap. we get closer, you know, as draft season becomes a free agency and that stuff, you know, we'll give it a couple weeks off for now. But yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So uh, check out Jim's work at the Still City Insider. You can give him a follow on Twitter at Jim Wexel. You can check out my work at thestillstudy.com and give me a follow at Still Study. But in between now and our ex- ne- <laughs> next episode, have a great Tuesday and we will see you soon. Take care. Take care, guys. See you, Jeremy. See you, Jim.